For clinical research to yield useful findings, it must draw upon sound biostatistical support. James Jura offers that support to many new and seasoned investigators. This is Colleen Shaddix for the Yale Office of Public Affairs and Communications, talking with Professor Jura about some of the science he's helped make possible as manager of the Biostatistical Support Unit at the Yale Center for Clinical Investigation. How much biostatistical knowledge does the average investigator start out with? Well, I think admittedly probably not much. Um, I do a poll at the beginning of my uh, intro to biostats class every summer, uh-huh. and not a lot of hands go up when I ask them if they've have, have had previous exposure. Um, you might run into an occasional person that's had some training in like a public health program, but for the most part, people are pretty new to this area and uh, um, just haven't had that much exposure. So how can you and your colleagues help out with that? Well, I think we can help in a number of different ways. Um, we have some formal didactic training that we offer. I have a two-week program in the summer, uh, two-week course in the summer, uh, mm-hmm. just an introductory course. Um, but we also uh, offer some other alternatives, um, one-on-one consultations. So we have free consultations that are available to anybody on the medical campus. Um, and then we also have what are called research design clinics. Uh, these are uh, one-hour sessions where an investigator will have an idea or a research question uh, that they're thinking about developing a study for. We'll assemble a team of people that have the appropriate expertise, and we'll just sit down and talk about their study for about an hour. And that's generally an educational type of a session. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the one that probably provides the most mutual benefit is uh, through, our, through our collaborations. And I think, uh, you know, if, if an investigator has a biostatistician as an integral member of their, their research team, that's mm-hmm. where uh, the most education occurs about biostats. So let's talk about some of those collaborations. You know, I'm usually talking with people who've made a big contribution in a very narrowly defined field, but you've worked on projects on diabetes, cancer, epilepsy. What's it like to encounter such varied material? Well, it's certainly fun and interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's it's nice to get exposure to a number of different uh, areas of research, but it's also really challenging. Um, you know, the usual, usually at the beginning of a, uh, of a collaboration with, uh, with an individual, there's a lot of time spent on just, um, you know, brushing up on the background uh, biology mm-hmm. and, and getting some sort of idea about uh, the biology of the problem. Um, but it's exciting. And, you know, in the end, it always comes down to trying to figure out what the individual's research question is and what's the best uh, design for answering that. So you kind of have to be a specialist and a generalist at the same time. Yeah. Let's talk about one collaboration in particular that you did with Larry Scahill and Karen Beers. Can you tell me a little bit about that project? Yeah, so this this was part of the uh, research um, research unit in pediatric psychopharmacology, mm-hmm. uh, Autism Network. And uh, we were building upon some previous research that Larry had done where they looked at the effects of uh, antipsychotic on um, uh, serious behavioral problems, uh, things like tantrums, aggression, Mm -hmm. uh, and self-injury in children with uh, pervasive developmental disorder, so autism, Asperger's syndrome. Um, And they had found previously in a clinical trial that uh, the use of the antipsychotics reduced uh, these serious behavioral problems. So we decided to build on that and to see if if the addition of a parent training uh, uh, program could actually enhance the effects of the the risperidone. So the parent training program was aimed at um, providing parents with the ammunition to 
um, to cope with uh, these serious behavioral problems and figure out ways <laughs> to intervene uh, 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 from a parent level. So uh, we uh, helped design the clinical trial mm-hmm. um, and conducted the trial, and uh, um, and we found that uh, the the addition of the the parent training program actually enhanced. Uh, the risperidone effect. So we, we saw a greater reduction in serious behavioral problems uh, in those that had uh, the, the parent management training. Um, but it was a great collaboration because, uh, you know, we, we were involved with the design. Mm-hmm. We were involved basically in the whole process, starting from the design, uh, coming up with the, uh, with the appropriate measurement times and the measurement instruments, and, uh, of course, looking at the sample size uh, that would be required for the study. Um, it actually resulted in in a design paper that we published prior to the uh, uh, the the publishing of the the final findings, um, and then also uh, after the study, um, we continued to to work in this line of research with Karen Karen Beers, mm-hmm. um, who was a YCCI clinical or is a YCCI clinical scholar, and she's adapting uh, the intervention that was initially aimed at school age children uh, to preschool age children. So right now she's looking at some uh, feasibility, a feasibility study to see uh, ad- adapting the parent management training uh, manual uh, and seeing if it's feasible to deliver this intervention to a younger population. So an actual manual came out of it so that this yes. could be really widely used. Yes, that was one of the goals was to, uh, to, was to create a, a portable type of intervention that could be used. And now you're you're working directly with Dr. Beers, and and you mentioned she's a YCCI scholar, which also means she's a junior person. So would she normally have access to the kinds of resources that you bring to the table? Well, it's possible. I I, I suppose if if her department or uh, an affiliated center had a statistician that was associated with, with their group, uh, in this case, that that wasn't the, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, so no, for her, it wouldn't have been available. But our goal is to is to kind of fill in the holes, uh, and to provide that type of resource for for people that don't have uh, something already available to them. Now, Larry and Karen are both nursing school faculty. Uh, you work with them. You work with folks from the medical school, the Yale Cancer Center. How does sharing a resource like biostatistical support encourage? Other kinds of collaborations across those lines. Oh, it's 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 uh, it's extremely helpful. Um, we not only because we can make the proper appropriate uh, links to the quantitative expertise, so the epidemiologists, the, the uh, biostatisticians, and uh, the the health economic uh, uh, health economists, um, but also you know we we see a lot of clinical investigators from a number of different fields. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can be a very useful condu- conduit in, in terms of establishing new collaborations. So, for instance, if we have an investigator in emergency medicine that's doing work on domestic violence, um, we might know somebody from psychiatry is right. also doing work in domestic violence. So we can, we can make that introduction. Chances are that they might know each other al- already, but uh, there are cases where we've made you know, brand-new connections. Yale's a big place. Yes. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your collaboration with Keck. So with the Keck Center, that's uh, basically we have the biostatistical resource uh, uh, that's under the direction of Hong Yu Zhao, who's a faculty member over in the School of Public Health. Um, and the resource is uh, available for individuals that need help with the design and analysis of uh, proteomic and genomic data. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we have two people over there that, that assist uh, uh, 
uh, our group um, in terms of helping design uh, and analyze uh, studies um, uh, such as uh, gene expression uh, studies, gene association studies, uh, gene ontology, mm-hmm. um, whole whole host of uh, different types of studies. Genomics, and even more so proteomics, are great examples of the exponential increase in data that's out there now. Um, how are you moving the science forward to get to a point where that's easily manageable? Well, yeah, there are a number of people in the School of Public Health that have uh, research programs aimed at this, t- this area. Uh, Hong Yu Zhao is a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. And, you know, his, the goal of his statistics and genomics group is to uh, develop mathematical, statistical, um, computational, and visual tools to uh, analyze data that comes from uh, these types of studies. Um, and he's very involved in, in developing new techniques to do that. Thank you. That was Professor James Jura talking about his work as manager of the Biostatistical Support Unit at the Yale Center for Clinical Investigation.